0: slash Radio Headspace. That's earthbreeze.com slash Radio Headspace to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim 40% off of your subscription.
1: Earthbreeze.com slash Radio Headspace. Headspace Studios is supported by Factor. Y'all, eating better is so much easier with Factor. These ready-to-eat meals are fresh, never frozen, chef-made, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. And they've got something for everyone, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to really make it your own. It's easy. They're delicious. I recommend it. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. So head to factormeals.com slash headspace50 and use code headspace50 to get 50% off. That's code headspace50 at factormeals.com slash headspace50 to get 50% off. Headspace Studio.
2: everyone. I'm Dr. kristen Neff. Welcome to Radio Headspace and a Tuesday. So today we're going to talk about where self-criticism comes from, the problems it causes for us, and how we can transform our self-critical voice into something kinder and more supportive. And most people are actually much more critical to themselves than they are self-compassionate. Not only that, they're actually more critical to themselves than they are to other people in their lives, even to people they don't like very much. We're often our own worst enemy. It's actually natural. First of all, there are a lot of cultural reasons why we're self-critical. We're told that it's good to be self-deprecating. You know, we don't want to be too big for our britches, and we kind of internalize that to mean we should be cutting ourselves down all the time. But there are also some evolutionary reasons, which are actually really interesting. So when we feel threatened, which is, you know, when something's happening to us in our environment, or we feel threatened because we've made a mistake, or we failed in some way, we go into threat defense mode, uh, or sometimes called fight, flight, or freeze mode. So we fight ourselves, in other words, we beat ourselves up, we, um, you know, say, you should have done that better. And that actually helps us feel safe. Or we go into flee mode, which means we feel isolated. We hang our head in shame. And evolutionarily, we used to actually leave the group if we'd done something wrong as a way to feel safe, to kind of flee from the judgments of others. Or else we freeze. We freeze and play dead. We get stuck, you know, over and over again. And in a way, that also helps us feel safe. It's like, well, maybe if I just don't move or don't do anything, the problem will go away. So it's actually natural self-criticism. And it's also more natural to be kind to others because the care response actually evolved to care for others, not so much for ourselves. We're designed by evolution to naturally care for our offspring and other group members because that would help our group survive and we passed our genes down to other generations. And so, you know, when your friend, for instance, does something wrong or makes a mistake, you don't feel personally threatened, which is why it's easier to be kind to your friend and not so kind to yourself. So don't beat yourself up for beating yourself up. I mean, it's it's only natural. Uh, Unfortunately, however, it's not very effective. It's actually more effective to deal with those types of challenges with compassion as opposed to criticism. I first learned about self-compassion after my first marriage fell apart and um, I had done some things that I wasn't very proud of and I was just feeling a lot of shame. And I thought that beating myself up, criticizing myself would somehow make me a better person. And what I found is that when I could start treating myself with more kindness, it actually allowed me to learn from my mistakes better. So, so the way I dealt with it is I just asked myself this simple question, you know, would I say this to a friend I cared about? And then I naturally adopted a warmer tone of voice. And I also started noticing things like, hey, it's not forever. It's only temporary. It will pass. You know, it's like I already had the skill of compassion inside me. I just needed the permission actually to access it. You need to remember your inner critic is scared, perceives a threat, and your inner critic thinks it's keeping you safe somehow. Being compassionate towards your inner critic is actually the best way to deal with inner criticism. You know, you can't fight hate with hate. The best way to fight hate is with love. So you can be loving and compassionate towards your inner critic. And then you can ask your inner critic to kind of join you and say, hey, I know you're trying to keep me safe. If you were a friend, what would my good friend say to try to keep me safe? And your good friend would probably frame their advice in a much more constructive and encouraging manner. So that's all for now. Thanks so much for listening. And so tomorrow we're going to talk about how self-compassion is actually an effective motivator and how it can even increase your performance.